You're listening to episode 321 of the 200 Churches podcast. We have the loudest voices shouting at us are telling us is this idea of us versus them yeah. in whatever context that looks like yeah. for us. But I think there's something more beautiful. And as believers, we believe that there is something more beautiful that every single person reflects the image of God. I mean, yeah. and, and so to me personally, that is what I seek in my own life. Welcome to the 200 Churches Podcast, where every Wednesday we produce a legit episode of ministry encouragement for pastors of small churches. Now, here are two guys who have been encouraging thousands of pastors all around the world for five years. Good friends, pastors, and podcast partners, Jeff and Johnny. This is the 200 Churches Podcast. I'm Johnny Craig, and I'm sitting here in the opulent and luxurious kitchen studio of 200 churches with a much better looking co-host than I usually have. Who do we have here? <laughs> it's Kayla. That's the first time my wife has been shy with a microphone in her whole life. <laughs> I wasn't sure about it. That was the setup or if you were going to be like, who do we have here? Oh, it's Kayla. So here's what I'm going to say. You are loyal listeners. You know exactly how this cadence goes. I introduce myself. Jeff introduces himself. This tells you how often Kayla listens to this podcast that she I had listen, no I idea. To every episode she had of no this. idea. <laughs> I listen to every episode of this podcast. How dare you? <laughs> you had no how idea. You? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, take as two. take two. As you can tell, Jeff is not here uh, this evening. He did a solo episode last week. I tell you what, uh, Jeff and I. It's not like it used to be when we were working together. Uh, you know, we could sneak these podcast episodes in on the on the margins of life. And also, I didn't have um, the full fledged family that I have now. Back then, I didn't have all four of these kids running around. Um, and now we both have these churches and, and demanding schedules, and so sometimes we can't get together the way we'd like to for you, our listeners. So last week, Jeff flew solo and recorded an episode, and this week I said, Jeff. I will pick up the slack this week. I think uh, that my wife will say yes to, to talking with me. And so I actually feel like we've got a pretty cool treat in store. Oh, thanks. I mean, I have never met a mic I didn't like, so. <laughs> Microphone. Microphone. Not She's not dating a man named Mike. Um, oh, dad joke. <laughs> so it's four kids. They've really turned dead you. culture. Your <laughs> listeners are like, wow. <laughs> Johnny oh used to be the young one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, used Jeff. to be. <laughs> so my wife, uh, Kayla, works for an organization called Preemptive Love. Maybe you've heard of Preemptive Love. They are a uh, peacemaking organization that works primarily in Syria and Iraq, although they do things all over the world. And uh, she has been working with them f- since about October. Yeah. And she, her job is podcast producer extraordinaire that's i think the official title <laughs> isn't official it title it's on the cards it's on the cards yeah <laughs> podcast producer extraordinaire so uh so i thought she could talk a little bit about um preemptive love maybe about the podcast a little bit but but mostly we were talking and we want to talk about this idea about what it means to love anyway that's kind of a slogan for preemptive love that's the name of their podcast love anyway and I thought maybe we could just talk about that. So, Kayla, tell us a little bit about preemptive love, what they do, what they're all about. 
for a listener here who does not know anything about it, why don't you give us an introduction? Yeah, well, I first started following Preemptive Love when we lived in Orange City. And I, it was a small town and I was reading what was going on in the news. I was reading what was going on in um, Syria and the refugee crisis and just these awful pictures were coming up on the TV and I felt really helpless. And I started following this organization who was there on the front lines, who were helping, who were going in hard places and choosing to love anyway, despite the risk, despite the cost. And so I, you know, purchased a couple items that they had in their shop, started following um, the work that they were doing, the stories that they were telling. And then fast forward a couple years later, and I had the opportunity to join their communications team and get to be a part of telling these stories of what it looks like to love on the front lines where you live, whether that's in Iraq um, or Syria or at the border. Um, there's always an opportunity in our everyday life, as you know, as a pastor to choose love, even when that's maybe not our first inclination. So that's the part I think about preemptive love that I think is so interesting is this, this conversation about love. Is it fair that to say love anyway is similar to say love in spite of or love in the face of or love no matter what would you say that's fair yeah i think it's that we can always for me i feel like we can always come up with an excuse we can always say but to any decision that is coded in love you know and so to make a decision to say i am going to choose to love you no matter what no matter what it risks me emotionally or even sometimes you know in a case where you're delivering aid to displaced families in in an area that a lot of people would consider unsafe you know risking putting your safety on the line just choosing to love anyway so Jeff and I talk about the boxes. Actually, I was he heard, he talked about this last week in his solo podcast episode, and uh, and we've talked about it on episodes in the past. And any time that we are invited to do a workshop or anything at a conference, this is literally the only talk that we give. It's about the boxes, and the the bottom box of what we call the kind of the pyramid of the Christian life or the life of a disciple is love. Um, it's it spells out L O V E, and and we say that the cornerstone, the foundation, uh, the the soil that the whole Christian life grows out of is love. Um, but it is hard, Kayla. It's really, really hard. And uh, I, it's cool to me to see an organization like Preemptive Love who is saying love anyway, and they really mean it, even in some pretty dicey situations. Can you tell me? Well, I know the stories, but can you tell a story to our listeners maybe of a time where preemptive love had to uh, choose to love in a situation where they didn't probably even want to or it would have been much easier not to? Well, I can just tell what a couple of the stories that we're telling on the podcast. So the podcast is not what you guys do here at 200 Churches um, with your shenanigans. No, it's successful. It's very different. (laughs) 
No, it's a, <laughs> but it's a more immersive, true storytelling podcast. So our hope is that, you know, you might not, as a listener, be able to travel to Iraq. But when you put your headphones in, you're going to be immersed. And we're going to travel back in time and tell you this story, this pivotal story. So episode one, our pilot episode is called The Longest Night. And it is really a story that I <laughs> it feels like it's too hard to believe like this actually happened but um a few years back preemptive love sent a giant truck full of food and emergency aid to people that needed it desperately to really vulnerable people and as that aid delivery truck was going it got stuck in the desert yeah and it's out the Fallujah, right? I mean, yeah, isn't that where yeah, it was headed? Yeah. yeah. And what happened next was ISIS attacked. And at the same time, there were what we believe to be U.S. airstrikes coming in at, at the truck because they thought that they were ISIS. That's insane. So, um, but even in like these kind of larger than life stories, there is this true humanity to it, right? Like these people had to decide, were they going to leave this just incredible amount of aid that people desperately right, needed right. or what were they going to do? You know, so there's a lot of layers um, that I feel I am not in Iraq or Syria. Sure. I am in the middle of Iowa, but I can relate to the humanity of, of these stories. And sure. um, we all have choices that we make every single day about if we're going to choose to step into love and resist that fear and that othering that we do, um, even if they're not as maybe big as what some of these stories will be. So you keep coming back to that, which I think is appropriate because it's true. We're not in Iraq. And, I, and it's easy to say, okay, that's great for Jeremy Courtney or great for preemptive love or great for Aaron Wilson, your coworker for Hassan or Sadek, right? These people that you work with to be there and doing these larger than life things, but I don't have situations in my life like that. And so, but you keep bringing it down to a different level and you're saying, look, um, you can choose to love anyway. When, uh, that, that guy shows up at your church who, um, maybe looks a little rough, smells a little rough. It'd be a lot easier just to not have him there, but you can choose to love anyway. You can choose to love anyway when somebody comes in looking for some money. Uh, and, and maybe your church doesn't ha- ha- hold liquid money to give to people when they walk in. Most churches don't. But how do you show love and demonstrate love to that person anyway in a situation like that and not get stuck in a cycle of othering people yeah absolutely that's what i was just going to say is we have the loudest voices shouting at us are telling us it's this idea of us versus them yeah in whatever context that looks like for us but i think there's something more beautiful and as believers we believe that there is something more beautiful that every single person reflects the image of god i mean and and so to me personally that is what i seek in my own life so, Kayla, what have you learned about, from from your experience now with preemptive love, what have you learned about um, the cost of loving? Does that make sense? What have you learned about, because it sounds nice, right? It's to love anyway, and we can tell stories of people who did it successfully, 
Um, but like in my own heart and my own life, I, it's like I do a cost benefit analysis, you know, to an opportunity. Can you talk about like the cost of loving and don't sugarcoat it. I mean, I, I would imagine loving is costly, uh, and that can't, that's not a bad thing. Um, but is that something you can speak to? I mean, I can only speak to myself and my experience and it's a large team and there are a lot of amazing people doing a lot of amazing different things and all, you know, it's all our donors that are making any of that possible. Yeah. Um, and, and that is just huge. And so whether it's emergency aid development or it's empowerment, everything comes at a cost. You know, when I think about what we risk when we step into loving somebody, we always risk being misunderstood. We risk being misunderstood from other people that are watching saying, why would you do that? Right. Why, why would you risk your status? Why would you risk your comfort or your money or your relationship? You know, your time with your family. I don't know, whatever it is, there's always going to be a cost, but I think it's always worth it to choose to love someone over right. fearing them or ignoring them or hating them or projecting them being the other. Um, because, you know, this is just my personal opinion, but there is no other. <laughs> sure. Like we're all created right. by an amazing creator and he makes us very intentionally. Well, now that's not your personal opinion. That's just downright biblical, Kayla. Thank you. So, there you go. I don't want to speak for others. <laughs> <laughs> there is, there are no others. So, <laughs> as you were as you were saying that, I was thinking, what which uh, which episode is the mask of? Is that three? That will be episode three. All yeah. right, we're given these are my special listeners here, Kayla. Okay, they, a yeah, they're going to sneak peek. Come on, yeah. these are my. I love these people. Yeah. Okay. So, episode three of uh, the Love Anyway podcast is going to be uh, well, part of it at least is going to be talking about. Uh, mosque visits and so Kayla you and I actually did one of these mosque visits and when you were talking about risking I didn't feel like it was risky like to like safety or or status or anything like that but I did feel like it was risky in the way you said comfort because it was super uncomfortable because I've never done anything like that before and I was like really worried I was going to say the wrong thing at the wrong time I was worried that uh, I would feel like a fish out of water at this thing. You know, I've never engaged in an intentional interfaith dialogue before. And so when you said to me, hey, let's visit this mosque, I was like, you know, I was hesitant. Not mm. not because I don't love, you know, Muslims right. or anything like that, but I just because it's, it's just so different. To fear what we don't know. Right. And then that fear can turn into really ugly things. Right. So how do we combat that? And that's taking a step toward love. It's right. taking a step toward actually getting to know your actual neighbor. Right. You know, when we visited an Islamic center, it was not far from our house. No. And no, it was like a five minute was, drive. And it was a beautiful experience. Yes, and there was, it was no, it was like, we're in this together. Yeah. Like we have very different beliefs, but, yeah. but we love each other and yeah. we can learn from each other. Yeah. Um, but there is, I think it's natural to recognize like sometimes choosing to love anyway means you're going to be a little nervous. You're going to be scared. Right. There is, there is a fear, right? but it's stepping into that and pressing into that pain where like really beautiful things happen. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it was. It was a great time. I mean, I'm glad we went. Um, I, it was interesting to ch- chat with their uh, the imam and, and to talk with the, I don't remember what, his public relations or whatever his you know press relations guy. I think he was just our equivalent to like an elder or a deacon. Oh, mm-hmm. well, there you go. So... It was a, but it was a good visit, and I was a, I was grateful for the chance to go. But I just think those are the kinds of things where you know, for you who are listening, um, where where are those places and spaces in your community where there are people who are the other, or where there are people who are ostracized, or a, a group that is an out group that makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable to think about identifying with, or spending time with or engaging with and and then think okay how is god calling me to move toward those people and move toward those situations and demonstrate his love for these people um yeah father greg boyle calls it kinship hmm. like this is this is stepping into kinship and it's just this beautiful idea that actually when we step into these margins God is already there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we're not bringing God there. Like actually he's already there yeah. and we're better together and, and we can experience the very essence of God in really new and beautiful and powerful ways when we're willing to do that. Yeah. So thanks for coming with me. Well, yeah, <laughs> it was great. So I wanted to geek out a little bit on just like, podcast life with you for a minute Kayla and this is nobody's interested so they can turn it off but that's fine because it's as Jeff would say this is our I podcast I feel like that's a podcast faux pas no. to say turn it off no, don't Jeff, turn it off Jeff guys. says Jeff says it's our podcast we do what we this whole time you've heard our daughter Eliza in the background <laughs> and you know what it's our podcast so uh but so you got involved in podcasting what with with um the upside down podcast how many years ago was that two yeah. three years ago it might be coming up to three. Three years ago. Yeah. So you got involved three years ago. Uh, and By got involved, do you mean? You started a podcast. Yeah. You got involved it, yeah, with podcasting. It. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What, I mean, what, it is, that, what is, is it called? Well, got involved feels like, oh, it was already happening. And then I got involved with them. Listen to this. Sorry. Listen to this defense <laughs> of self and work that is happening. Okay. So three years ago, you from scratch, from zero, from nil, from nothing, from dirt and dust laying on the ground, by the f- sheer force of your will and personality, created the Upside That's Down. taking it a little too far. <laughs> oh, I can't win. It's one or the other. So you uh, you created the Upside Down podcast about three years ago, and uh, that's been that's been successful. Uh, you have you have a lot of listeners. You have a committed community on Patreon. Um, you have uh, uh, you you had a lovely gathering last fall that was really I felt like such a beautiful thing uh, for people to be involved in. Uh, so you've done a, you've done a great job with your podcast, and it's it's a really I, I've encouraged people on this podcast before that they should. Uh, subscribe to the Upside Down Podcast and listen in. Um, so, but that's your background in podcasting. But you know, truthfully, um, I'm your sound engineer. That's true for that podcast. We can do it without you. So, when it comes to some of the some of the like editing and editorial decisions, well, and well, you know well. the uh, the uh, the <laughs> the production, the editing, the production, <laughs> and all that. Okay. 
So how did you make the jump then uh, to doing podcasting professionally? That's like the podcaster's dream. Mm. You know what I'm saying? There are people who literally will sell you their course on the internet right now for $997. Oh, do that. For $997. Oh. And they'll teach you how, to, how you yourself can one day uh, get $997 out of somebody else. So oh. how do you make the jump? Uh, not not that you're doing that. I yeah. mean, but how do you make the jump from hobby podcasting to professional podcasting? Yeah, that's a great question. I have a degree in journalism and mass communication. Yeah. So I've been studying storytelling and communication uh, my whole adult life. So while my major was in magazine journalism, um, stories are stories and mm. and writing is writing. So... It, it translates and of course it's different and technology has changed and I've, I've learned a lot of new things along the way, but if you can tell a compelling and true story yeah. that lasts. So, <laughs> you know, like there's not a dream formula. I wish there was, I wish I would be able to, to share that. Um, but just keep, keep writing, keep talking, keep listening. I think a huge thing about podcasting is being able to pay attention and and to be a good listener so you yeah. can you can tell okay this is where i want to dive in deeper um ira glass has a really interesting book that you know i've been reading yes. making my way through it's um a graphic it's not a graphic novel but it's, it's a graphic gra- nonfiction. it's graphic nonfiction telling about how to it's basically the book on podcasting yeah um for like a a storytelling or even a compelling yeah. interview type book. So I would recommend that to your listeners. Okay. What, what has surprised you about jumping headlong into the podcasting world and the, the, and especially, so our listeners, you know, go listen. I'm dead serious. Go listen to the love anyway podcast, check out the first episode and then come back. And this question will make even more sense to you. Um, because it is like, there's an insane amount of audio like me and Jeff get on here and we just like mess around for an hour and like throw a couple outtakes on and burp and you know, and then there's an episode, but like you're (laughs) what you've put together is like, it's incredible. The amount of audio and stuff. So what, what has like surprised you the most when you started getting into what this was going to look like? And did you have a vision right away? Did you have a vision right away or did you have so to many like questions? This is how I talk, but did, or did you, so what surprised you the most? And did you have a vision right away or did you have to like get your hands around it first? And then like it came to you like an, like an artiste or something. <laughs> well, first I have to say that I work with a team of people. Oh, and... the humility shows up all of a sudden. First <laughs> you were the sole creator of of all this. No, of upside down. <laughs> I did kind of, help kickstart that one but for this i mean this is an organization that yes has been around for over 10 years um and i got to work with and i get to work with a really creative team that's yeah. willing to take chances yeah. and to take creative risks mm-hmm. and when i came in i got to call through just tons of raw audio yeah uh which for somebody who loves stories it's kind of a dream as I'm hearing these news reports. I'm hearing this raw audio, these, these voice messages left from the field the yeah. day that happened. I'm listening to calls that my colleague recorded because she just knew someday 
we were going to want that audio. Mm, yeah. She is incredible. Her name is Erin. Yeah. She's the senior field editor in Iraq. And um, she's the host of Love Anyway. Mm-hmm. And she does a great job. She does an amazing job. Yeah. She has such a soothing, calm voice, which I do not have. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us do. And we can't pretend otherwise. <laughs> so it's nice to surround yourself with people that um, you... I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> Kayla. I have a s- buttery, soft, smooth voice. Don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what was the question? <laughs> did you have a vision going in? Did you feel like you knew exactly, or did it come to you as you listened to all that I stuff? Think, yeah, it came to me as I listened because yeah. what sometimes as a journalist, yeah. I would go in and I kind of have an idea or an angle and then I'm getting the content. Right. But this was all content that was already there. Right. So I couldn't go in with an angle because it might not be the story at all. Yeah, that's you true. know, that's true. Uh, and so my, my hope in the work that I've done and I know my team members as well is to tell the truth yeah. and then, um, yeah, to just tell it in a compelling way that will bring people in and, and really get to experience um, some of the most compelling moments of our history. Yeah. Well, great success. I, I mean, it's awesome. I listened to it today and um, I said, you know, even though I had heard some of the clips before, this is the joy of, you know, getting to be married to the producers. You get you advanced copies um, like, listen to this. What do you think? That's right. No? Okay. Switch it here? Okay. <laughs> I always said it was perfect. Uh, but I listened today, and even though I had heard some of the clips before, and even though I knew the stories that were going to be told in the podcast, I still found myself like white knuckle on the steering wheel as I drove and get a little misty eyed at certain parts. I mean, it's just like, yeah. like you said, a compelling story. I'll, sometimes I, when I preach, I say, I'm just trying to get out of the way of the text. Sometimes you get a text and it's just like, this is the, this is so perfect. All I have to do is not mess this up. And I think with uh, this first episode, I mean, the story is just so beautiful. It was like your job just to like unearth it and put it on display. That's, that's cool to hear that. Um, you feel that way when you're preparing a sermon because I'm not a pastor and I'm not preparing sermons, but there is this, this sense of when you feel like this is, this is, this is it. Yeah. And like, I just, I just want to do my best not to mess it up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you just feel like you just want to like, uh, it's just like an archeologist in some way, right? You dust it off and put it on display and just don't, just don't break it. Yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. Like yeah. I am not the star of the podcast. Right. You know, I, I am just playing one role. I'm just beating my drum in a symphony, you know? I think that maybe this is how I'll leave it for this episode. Uh, so much Kayla you're so you're a writer I'm talking about you you could talk about yourself my wife is a a writer um she writes all sorts of different things fiction nonfiction, whatever um and she's very gifted at it and she studies it and she'll sometimes read a book about writing and then she'll tell me what's in the book about writing and I always see all these parallels I don't think of myself as a writer, but I do write something every week, right? And so um, when you listen to a podcast or when you read a book, think about the art and the craft that goes into it. So see the content, but as a pastor, look at the craft that goes into it and use that as you craft your sermons, as you craft 
um, any public speaking that you're going to do. Even use it in the way that you craft your interpersonal dialogue with people. Don't be a lecturer. Be a storyteller. And even your inner dialogue with yourself, right? Like If you're always angry mm. with yourself, if you're always frustrated with yourself and you're not seeing God in your own heart, in your own mind, in your own body and soul, then how in the world are you expected, how in the world could you possibly see God in somebody else and be gentle with them if you can't be gentle with yourself? I just got too personal, Kayla. <laughs> I just got too personal and uh, now I'm very well, Like I'm I said, I'm not a pastor. I'm very so uncomfortable now. This I is a hot was, take. It was fine <laughs> and now I feel, I, I feel exposed. So, well, Kayla, thanks for hanging out here at the uh, Kitchen Island. This was fun. Went to an island. Yes, this was our <laughs> island vacation together. This is all we can afford. <laughs> is that what you were going I, for? I just stuck my hand in goopy tomato leftovers, so it's, mm. it's good. It's fine. We live a real life around here. <laughs> well, even when you're doing a job that you love, it's still that's right. There's real life. Well, we are uh, we're grateful for your time, Kayla, and we are grateful for you, our listeners. Um, I'll make the final plug. Go go subscribe now to the Love Anyway podcast. I'm yeah. serious. Just, They're in season one. It's five episodes. Go ahead. You yeah, it's it. six episodes. You can visit preemptivelove.org slash podcast or in whatever app you're listening to this podcast right now, you can search Love Anyway and you'll find us. You want to you wanna make a pitch for five-star reviews on here? Or? I would love that <laughs> no. if you listen and you do find it <laughs> meaningful to you um you yeah, know it's a quick and easy way Absolutely. to support the work that we're doing and yeah. you know if you haven't left a review for jeff and johnny do that as well oh boy don't be too honest though because we can't handle that um we're grateful for you our listeners uh we love you very much and we uh we believe that the work you're doing in your church is, is important and the love that God is pouring out on your church and, and asking your church to pour out on its community. We pray that this short episode has been an encouragement to you as you choose to love anyway and love and press into the hard you know, realities of that love. Um, but that's what it's all about. That is what the, the life of uh, Christian is about. That's what the life of the church is about. So thanks for listening to this episode of the 200 Churches podcast, and we will see you right here next week. We hope you've been encouraged and inspired by this episode of the 200 Churches podcast. If you haven't already, subscribe at 200churches.com. And to access every one of our hundreds of past episodes, go to 200churches.com slash podcast. You can count on us to be back next Wednesday with yet another brand new awesome episode recorded and edited specifically for small church pastors just like you. So until next week, may God bless you as you lead and love the people in your 200 church.